Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I've got a whole basket full of chicken tenders with me today. That's right. We're a chicken tender basket in this diner of Walt Disney World News. And I'm going to start by introducing first the most long-distance chicken tender. Who is on the Magic Monday Morning Monorail Hotline with us today? Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail. So you were just here this morning, actually, in person. I don't know why we didn't try to record something until you were back far away and we had to do it virtually. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was a silly move on our part. It was. It was poor planning. But we had a busy whirlwind visit here because you didn't have a lot of time with us. And so we didn't try to cram in a recording. We just wanted quality visit time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is the mm-hmm across the table? Oh, it's the lettuce that you left in your fridge after you said you were going to start eating healthy. I thought you were chicken tender. No, not today. <laughs> okay. Lettuce from the fridge, McKenna Monorail, and? I'm a chicken tender, but I was like deformed, so now I'm a chicken nugget. Are you like a balled up chicken tender or something? Yeah. A mutant tender? <laughs> mutant tender. Well, then I'd be even bigger. <laughs> or I have extra tender Sounds like limbs. something you could get from KFC. Maybe a sandwich. KFC's new mutant tenders. Hey, that's a trademark. <laughs> well, we are here today gathered for episode number 53 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is April the 22nd, and we are so happy to be back with you. Thanks for joining us once again. Today's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated episode because it being a holiday weekend, schedules have been tough to coordinate. I mean, this is like a last minute recording, so guys, please try to keep all of your curse words to yourselves because I don't need to go back and spend a lot of time editing tonight. But Frick. Garrett? Oh, yeah. Nope. It's the curse train. Don't push it because I feel like this could easily... That's a slippery slope. No more of that stuff. Shoot. It's all PG. McKenna, seriously. <laughs> I'll cut off your mic. Do hero, it, hero Brian. But we wanted to record something. We've never missed a week, and we weren't about to do it this week. Why let the momentum of this monorail slow down? We're not going to do it. Nope. So today, we are going to bring you some news. We're going to have a little chat. And then next week, hopefully, we'll be back full force at that time. Full energy, full hype. That's right. I also feel like we're all a little drained today. I am exhausted. Full nugget box. <laughs> the Easter Bunny decided that we were going to run around all day, so... Yeah. That's what... Chasing bunny tails. Chasing eggs. Well, hey, let's start with talking about some Disney news, why don't we? I tweeted out an article weeks ago at this point. It seems like it's been forever ago, and we really didn't get a chance to talk about it, and I wanted to talk about it right now. A long time ago, we talked about the Brightline Rail and how there was a possibility that it was going to be expanded up to the Orlando International Airport, and then they were also talking about the possibility that they could take the Bright Line and extend it over to Walt Disney World at that point. And we thought that was kind of interesting, being future Floridians. 
that maybe we'd be able to hop on a train and ride a train over to Disney instead of having to drive over there all the time. Not having to drive would be amazing. It'd be really cool. Well, mm-hmm. on, on April 4th, we got an announcement, a couple of different things. First, Brightline has been acquired by Virgin, and now they are Virgin Trains. And along with that came additional funding and some brand new announcements. Not only are they going to be expanding that rail system that today goes from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, they are going to be bringing it up to Orlando International Airport, but they officially announced that they are going to include a stop at the Walt Disney World Resort. And eventually that train is going to go all the way to Tampa. But wait, there's more. They are going to create a station where the SunRail, the current commuter train in the Orlando area, will connect with the Virgin train, and it makes it a lot more realistic that people like us that will be living relatively close to a SunRail station could actually use it. Use the SunRail to get to the Virgin train and then go on over to Walt Disney World from there. Like 100% just yeah, it's gonna be awesome and not uh, die in in the construction traffic. That's right, because the four, as we know, is like the Wild West. It's nightmare fuel. It is crazy on that interstate right now. Oh, yeah. And I contribute to the craziness. Mm-hmm. Get well, out of my way. You've you've already acclimated to all the crazy driving. I have. You have <laughs> to or people will run you over. Oh, yeah. Virgin officials said that it's their top priority to get the 30 to 36 months of construction started imminently. So this isn't something that, you know, they're going to flip the switch and the train's going to be ready to go tomorrow. It's going to take some time, obviously, because they've got to lay the track and get everything set up. So we're looking at probably three years of construction. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. This is something, like, I'm a big fan of mass transit opportunities. Not just for the convenience, but also because it's a lot more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Lower our carbon footprint. Which is a really important thing. Well, Virgin, they actually needed to raise nearly $2 billion to make this expansion of the train but happen. It- and just at the end of last year, they were able to secure the rights to issue $1.75 billion in tax-free bonds. It's a lot of money. So they did that in March. And then just within three weeks of acquiring the Brightline system, they were able to raise $1.8 billion, which was the funding they needed to get this started. Well, I mean, I wish I could do that in three weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it says that the Meadowwoods connection with SunRail obviously would be a pretty meaningful integration with the Central Florida Transportation Network. I don't know if you know any if that means anything to you, Sam, that station, but uh, No. I have yet to even see the train. Okay. Yeah. SunRail prohibits food and beverage on its trains. I didn't realize that. What? But Virgin trains serve food and beverage. Interesting. So, well, opposites. the SunRail is really for commuting to work right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how I was told it. It only runs during work hours, so they're going to have to expand the hours if they're running to Disney. Um, but it is right now strictly for commuting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. And maybe it's changing, or or maybe there will be a plan to change it. Because I feel like if it's something that, especially if it was connected to a major train system like this that could take you from Tampa to Miami, a lot more people may be mm-hmm. interested in using it in hours outside of just you know business travel hours. So who right. knows? I think it would be very cool. Very I think cool it would, too. Plan. I think it would be really good for the area, considering how many accidents happen because of how much uh, construction they're doing around here. Yeah. Well, hey, 
Speaking of being environmentally friendly, let's talk about this one. From the Walt Disney World News press release website, Walt Disney World Resort celebrates Earth Day with massive new solar facility capable of powering two theme parks. And by theme parks, they mean the parks themselves. Not as I thought, all of Disney. That's the Walt Disney World Resort. We're talking about theme parks. So Walt Disney unveiled... A new 270-acre, 50-megawatt solar facility built in collaboration with Reedy Creek Improvement District and solar developer Orgis Energy, harnessing power from the sun to bring magic to life for guests visiting from around the globe. It's located adjacent to State Road 429, and it's expected to generate enough renewable clean energy to operate two of Disney's four theme parks in Central Florida annually and will significantly reduce greenhouse gas emissions by tens of thousands of tons per year. Joining the numerous efforts the Walt Disney Company has launched to deliver its 2020 goal of reducing emissions by 50% compared to 2012. They need to build a bunch of these and then power the entire world. But you know, solar facilities are only really efficient in places where you have abundant sun. Florida is a good place for it. Yeah. And it's really cool that Disney, because Disney has a ton of land, that they're taking advantage of their huge footprint and using that to create these opportunities for renewable energy. Think about how much electricity the parks use on a daily basis. I don't want to. The parks and hotels and restaurants. There are so many electric things in there. Yeah. Powerful animatronics and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, It's just crazy to even try to wrap your mind around that. Here's some key fun facts for you. The facility features over a half a million solar panels. During peak sun hours, up to 25% of Walt Disney World's power needs will be met through solar energy. The facility will generate enough renewable clean energy to power two of the four theme parks. This is the largest solar facility in Orange County, and the facility will reduce greenhouse gas emission by more than 50,000 tons per year, the equivalent of removing about 10,000 cars from the road annually. Listen to this one. Disney environmental and horticulture experts helped make more than two-thirds of the facility pollinator-friendly with plant species that attract insects like butterflies and bees. Yay! Watch out, people with bee allergies. Yeah. They're going to come and get you. So very cool. They're out to get us. Yeah. They're not allergic to bees. No, but they're out to get us with their... With their stingers. No. They're not. They only attack people who have Tell that to the wasps. That's not a bee, is it? Well, (laughs) same thing. No, it's not. They're different sub... Like, they're different species in certain ways. They are different species, completely. I didn't mean species. Subculture? No. Family? They're different... Genus? Genus. I don't know. (laughs) How does King Philip spilled his spaghetti? (laughs) What, What is it? Wasps are different than bees. It was they, a joke. They're yes. the same kingdom. I think they're different. F- no, wait. Oh, Who gosh, knows? My brain hurts. Okay, it's we'll we'll come back late. to McKenna's scientific corner here in a McKenna's little bit. Science <laughs> corner. If you give you some more time to think about it, but while we're talking about things in the air, how about those gondolas? Oh wow. Okay, good segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. I know. <laughs> Yeah. They look really cool. I'm ready they for do. Remy. Another opportunity to reduce, you know, people driving in cars, hopping the gondolas. So the Disney Parks blog on Wednesday, the 17th, April 17th, released an article with a little more information about the gondolas, but also a really cool video that showed basically a tour of what the inside of the gondola looks like. And they also told us that, you know, 
one of the big concerns people have is that these things are going to get really hot on the inside since they don't have built-in AC units. But the way they've designed the windows are specifically to like reflect the sun, reflect the heat, and maximize the airflow, the natural airflow th- through the cabin. So when they're moving, they should stay comfortable. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, all, I still think it's going to be a sweat box. All this is great in theory, but until we actually get up there and we're flying through the air with the greatest of ease, we'll never really know what it feels like. I will tell you, I don't know why, but I kind of pictured these things to have benches that were facing the same direction, <laughs> like like both facing forward. I don't know why they I thought they might stare at each other. Well, I guess also because they wanted to make them wheelchair-friendly, so it makes it easier to have them facing each other and then have a gap in the middle. I mean, yeah, that's... I like how it is, how they have it. Mm-hmm. Having two rows facing, like, the same direction would be, like, hard to do because you'd have to climb over seats. Well, I guess I figured there'd be, you know, an opening. When the when the door's open, you're looking at it, and there'd be kind of like an aisle in front of you, so you'd either go to the front or kind of go to the middle and so you wouldn't have to climb over anything. There'd be room to walk. But this definitely makes it easier to walk in there. And it does look like there's plenty, plenty of leg room. I started thinking about the trams that take you to the... Your, oh, I was going there. <laughs> yeah, the trams that take you to your car if you're parking like at Epcot or at the TTC or anything like that. If they've got rows facing each other, there is not enough room for people to put their legs facing each other at all. This so is I actually like a had that happen, and um, I was sitting in one of those, and a um, family came in, and for some reason they stuck the man right there, and his legs were touching my legs, and I said, I feel like I should introduce myself. I'm Samantha, and luckily his wife thought that was funny, but <laughs> it was why? weird. I was like, why is he touching me? Well, th- there's no way to avoid that. Yeah. No. It was awful. I wished he wouldn't have sat there. <laughs> yeah. They, they're definitely... Yes, there are rows facing each other, but there is not enough room for people to face each other sitting in the in the tram. It just... Right. People do it. You cram in there because people are desperate for seats. And at the end of the night when there's the, you know, the line for people trying to get back to their cars, people don't want to wait. And they'll cram themselves in there. But man, yeah. Yeah, it's awkward. It is awkward. So, it, but it looks like there's going to be more room in the gondola. Well, that's all. I'm excited about the gondolas. Me too. And, uh... I really would volunteer to be a tester. I know they're letting the kind of engineers ride. The the construction workers Become have been an testing. Engineer. But I, I would be. I would not test it. I would. I want it to be fully tested before I step foot on that thing. And I said on Twitter, I wish they were glass bottom. How cool would that be? I would. Hate, I would hate that so much. It'd be amazing. I would never ride it. I think it'd be. Super I think cool. it'd be scary. Y'all are at least. I think because at least fun. if. If I feel like I'm getting afraid of the heights, I can just look down at the floor. I want it to be really clear glass, too. Disgusting. Not like, like that, the Dead Sea Adventure. Not like that. The way the station is at the Pop Century and Art of Animation, you actually kind of zoom in over the lake, like into the station, and it would just be really cool to be able to look down in the water, look for gators. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. Nope. Get to I see all so the people. Scared. You can still do that if you le- like lean over the window. No, because then would- I might rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. <laughs> that would that would hurt my fear of heights, and I'm a big wimp now for some reason. I used to not be afraid of heights, but I am now, so I don't think I could do the glass bottom thing. What if someone's in there and they're like rocking? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna be pretty hard to rock. 
These aren't like the sky buckets I or like a test it. or like a Ferris no. wheel. No, I'm not riding with you anymore. These are, I mean, they're ten person gondolas. They're pretty big and heavy. But if I, we all got together, we all teamed up and we ran side to side in the gondola. You think it would rock? You, oh, certainly you could do that. I don't think that would be super smart to do it. But let's say me and ten friends are like, "Hey, please, bad idea." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And then, and then it falls the down, gondola. and you drown in the water. That's not going to happen. They're too secure for that. Like they are, there's some strong winds in Florida, so they're probably like pretty secure. I would think it'll be interesting to find out what the policy is going to be on if winds are over a certain mile per hour. Do they pull the gondolas down off the cables? I mean, there Do they def- still run them? There will definitely be a speed. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You know, that if winds are above a certain mile per hour, they don't let Mickey go out, like, to the top of the mountain for f- the phantasmic thing. But, and then the same thing for um, Tinkerbell flying out of the castle. They don't do it if winds are high. In the yeah, magazine. you got to keep people safe. So I'm sure there's going to be something similar for the gondolas. And I know I heard someone say something about, like, Florida storms blowing through. The thing is, if it's like a a sudden cloudburst, rain, thunder, lightning, that's going to be moving through quick. Even if it is something like that, you can typically see it on the radar. Yeah. There's, there's got to be a way to evacuate them. Well, I think the longest stretch of time is like seven or eight minutes. So they would just unload people if they knew a storm was coming in and they wouldn't put people on until it was clear. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart to have not that long between stations with stuff like that so if something really bad happens they don't have to wait 30 minutes to come to the station what if a gondola got struck by lightning while people were in it everyone gets superpowers (laughs) oh snap (laughs) hey one of the things i thought was kind of interesting about them was that um they told us in this latest announcement that they expect the capacity to nearly be that of the monorail oh that's pretty crazy Will the wait be that long? Well, it's like, you know, how we always talk about continuous load things seem like the line isn't that long and the gondolas are going to be continuous load. So it's going to be like, so I think it's going to be kind of like a faster monorail because I do think the insides are set up like the monorail. Just with a different aesthetic. That's what you were trying to say. I don't think they go as fast as the monorail. Yeah, I can't remember. they They definitely load faster. I can't remember what their max speed is, but they certainly look like they're zooming along in these test videos that we keep seeing. And we saw them in action, uh-huh. and they were going. Yeah. Monorails can go faster, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So, I can't segue this any smoother than I have the previous ones. What but, is it? Tell me what it is. monorails are a form of train, and another form of train is, is? Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Hey! Dad, oh. um, what if the monorail goes off the track? It would be a runaway monorail. Oh, what else is a runaway thing? Uh, the runaway railway. Oh my gosh, let's talk about that. Okay. Isn't that coming out uh, this fall? That's what we thought. But actually, uh-huh. Disney just slid in a little information in an announcement that the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to be replicated over to Disneyland. I think they said it'll open in 2022. I, Oof. Uh, but ours over here in Orlando, it got pushed back from fall of 2019 to spring of 2020. And it's I've, probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not mad. Well, 
I heard some theories. You know how the opening of Galaxy's Edge got actually pushed up in time? Yeah. To August 29th? Yeah. So people are kind of wondering if maybe all of the construction efforts kind of got focused on Galaxy's Edge and they just... Yeah, to keep it, to get it out faster. Yeah, which is possible. Get it over with. And I think there's a lot more detail that goes into Galaxy's Edge, too. So it's kind of like, you know, when you get lost in the little things. Mm Mm-hmm. So. It's disappointing, but, I mean, it's... What are we talking, six months? Yeah, I'm not mad about that. If it was, like, because, you know, what's right after winter? Spring. I mean, I was I was kind of <laughs> excited for it, though. Well, it's still coming. Yeah, I'm still excited for it. I'm just, yeah. I'm not super upset because, you know, it's fall and then it's a season away. Like, I'll give you another theory about it. You got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure oh, yeah. coming to Epcot, but that's not going to be till, I think, didn't they say 2021? Gosh, don't ask me questions. 2021? Like the first, I th- or maybe the end of 2020? It's a ways off. And you know the Gardens of the Galaxy coaster won't be till 2021. I've Ma- never been good at dates. Maybe they're just trying to space things out. Why, you know, so why why would they want to open Galaxy's Edge and the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway? Like, you got to have reasons for people to keep coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's good to have things keep coming out. Stagger the openings a little bit. And they're having a lot going on when Galaxy's Edge opens. So maybe it's a good idea that they're kind of taking their time. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a while for Galaxy's Edge to die down. It probably won't die down for a long yeah, time. Probably. Pandora and Toy Story Land still haven't. Right, exactly. And I don't know if yeah. Pandora's going to die down after Star Wars either. We're I hoping mean, that it slightly might. Slightly less, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe shave off a good 30 minutes. Shave off 30 minutes on that wait for Flight of Passage, um, possibly. I yeah. mean, Hollywood Studios, like, when Galaxy's Edge opens... Is probably going to be really busy for people who are trying to wait it out doing other rides. And I think foot traffic is going to be terrible. Oh, horrible. Through Toy Story Land? Yeah. It's not going to be fun. Hey, Sam. Yes. Have you been able to go and try out Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy yet? No, but I'll go maybe next weekend. We need a report on Mike Kachowski's Racing Academy. Kachow. I can do that. Wow. Okay, that was my terrible impression. Thank you all for coming out tonight. <laughs> I got one more thing to tell you guys about. Did you know that Disney's Hollywood Studios is celebrating officially its 30th anniversary on May 1st, 2019? Well, we we will not be there. We won't be there. Hashtag but always MGM. That's right. Hashtag always MGM. But there's going to be some special stuff if mom wants to go over there that she could take part hey, in. Hey, mom. I'm gonna. So, so here you go. As you enter the park, you'll have an opportunity, and this is on May 1st only. As you enter the park, you'll have an opportunity to grab a special commemorative 30th anniversary guide map and button. They're complimentary. Commemorative, okay, complimentary. Okay, okay. At 10 a.m., guests can watch the Disney's Hollywood Studios 30th anniversary star-studded celebration cavalcade starring Mickey and friends. What a name. That's, long, that is a, a long name. Mouthful. So that'll go down Hollywood Boulevard. 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 I've said that before. I can't handle the word boulevard. It's okay. Uh, But a special parade just for the 30th anniversary. And there's going to be specialty merchandise. Will there be wedding cake? (laughs) There's going to be a new adult t-shirt, a baseball cap, a Tervis 24-ounce tumbler, a magic band, an ornament, and much more. There will also be exclusive annual pass holder uh, merchandise. Will there so be you want ears? me to buy all that? These typically go quickly and only will only be available while supplies last. 
And then specialty food and snacks will be available during the that day, including a Kylo Ren cupcake, in- Incredibles macaroons, and Trace Leches Verine, and much more. Ooh. And then... Lastly, the Wonderful World of Animation Projection Show will officially debut at the end of the night. The show starts at 9.05, just before the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular Fireworks. So it sounds like Mom's going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to yep. go eat Kalo Ren. No. <laughs> well, you're going to consume him? Cannibalism. I know. It's brutal. But he's a cupcake. This is so sad, guys. Um, leave an RIP in the comments. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I wanted to see how his story arc ended. Well, Too bad. it ends with being eaten as a cupcake, I guess. That would be crazy if that's yeah. how it ended. <laughs> but uh, the Turvis looks pretty cool. Actually, I like the hat. Um, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. The 30th Solid. anniversary logos have Mickey coming out of the Zero instead of things like Mater for no good reason. <laughs> Mater. Yeah, it, Mickey is coming out of the zero on the hat. It's the 30 with Mickey coming out. And then on on the magic band, it's just got a 30 and Mickey's on there. It's blue. Everything's dark blue. The shirt's a light blue, but the hat, the turvis, and the magic band are dark blue. And uh, You know, our friend Jen Cardillo says she won't be buying anything that says um, Hollywood, Studios. Uh, Hollywood Studio on it. So That's right. But... The hat doesn't say Hollywood Studios. It's just got the 30 with the Mickey in it. And I know Frank, we had this conversation. They mentioned it on their previous episode of Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. Yes. That the, what do you call it? The snaps, the uh, the fastener, the adjustable straps on the back. It, it's critical that they do it right or Frank won't, it, like he won't even consider the hat. I don't know what yeah, right is. Yeah, he said he likes Velcro. No, he, <laughs> no. he hates oh, Velcro. Gosh. It's the, whenever you get that buckle... Buckle That's the I called it the, a teethy clasp. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is that's your favorite. That's my favorite. like with a cloth I strap. Hate the plastic button the snaps. Things. I like the snaps. No, I, li- I like them. I love that claw or a fitted hat. Fitted's good. I've got a hat. Yeah. My favorite hat right now is kind of a. It's fitted, but it's a bit stretchy, and that's good. My favorite hat has that clasp. Yeah, clasp. you you like the teethy clasp. It's good. It's it doesn't. Like bother my head. It's just it's a solid. But how do you feel about cargo pants? Oh gosh, <laughs> we've talked about this before. We talked about shorts. I don't know if we talked about pants. Mm, cargo pants are an abomination. Men should be able to have um, satchels and handbags mm-hmm. because it's an it's efficient. It's a nice way to carry around your things. Having them a bunch of miscellaneous stuff in your pockets. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of having stuffed pockets. Garrett, how do you think? I like my pockets to have like one or two things in them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want stuffed pockets. Men, I push for men with purses. Man purses. Man mer- I don't don't call them man purses. They're just purses. Own it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, and Disney did actually announce that there will be an after hours event at the Hollywood Studios on May 1st as well. So... Surprise, surprise. If you wanted to extend that celebration into the late night, then you could go to the after hours party on May 1st. Maybe I do want to extend that celebration. Oh, do you? Hey, aren't you going to a VI pass holder event at Magic Kingdom soon? When's that? I am. um, When is that? It's on April 28th. Oh, okay. So next weekend. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be living it up. 
It's going to be fun. I wonder if any of our Diz Twitter fam members are going to be there. Any of the Nug Nation. If they're going to be at the VI Pass Holder event. They could say, yeah, we'll have to ask. Say hi. I'm Let asking right now. Tell yeah. us. Well, hey, that's all I had for the show today. But there's a couple of things I want to do as we close out for today. Special shout outs to a couple other podcast cousins. First of all, Keenan and Rachel, the part of our world podcast, they sent us over a promo several weeks ago, and I haven't yet stuck it into the show, so I'm going to do that today. So let's roll it right now. Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And every other week on the Part of Our World podcast, we dive into an assortment of Disney topics. Yeah, but there's so many Disney podcasts. Why should anyone listen to ours? You mean instead of just telling them how we do top five lists of characters we love or most emotional songs, park tips and such? Yeah. What makes Part of Our World? Probably my charming personality. Well, that's definitely out. You're right. It's probably your photographic memory of the most obscure Disney references. Yeah, where my Team Puppin' Suds fans at? Huh? From Brink. Uh... The rollerblading movie? Okay. Well, in all seriousness, Part of Our World is just an entertaining, topic-driven Disney podcast with two hosts who just love all things Disney. Though, to be fair, I'm more of the parks expert and you're master of the movies and music. The best of both worlds. So why not make us a part of your world? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, really all podcast apps. And of course, at partofourworld.podbean.com. See you real soon! That was great! It was awesome. Go listen to their show. They're very cool. They talk about a lot more stuff outside of the parks than what we do. We try to focus mostly on the parks. They stray a little more into more of the Disney world, the wild, oh. the Disney galaxy. Um, we were talking earlier about before we started recording why we haven't talked about the Star Wars trailer. And I said, well, we don't typically talk about the movies. Kenan and Rachel, they could. They're not bound by the laws that we live by. Demand. Your Star Wars review from them. If they ever did like a Star Wars preview in the parks, like for the movie, we could talk about that because it's happening in the parks. And speaking of that, they're going to do an uh, Aladdin preview in the parks, I think, pretty oh, soon. Oh, well, will William Smith be there? William Smith. William I don't know Smith. if William Smith is going to show up. Will I am Smith. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, check out Part of Our World podcast. They're awesome. They've been very supportive of us. They do a great show. Check them out. I also wanted to give a shout out to Cassie. Diz Flicks and Tidbits. She sent us a promo as well. Take a listen. Hey there, podcast fans. I'm Cassie, and I'm the host of Diz Flicks and Tidbits, my solo movie podcast about Disney Company movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras, movie news, and experiments on nostalgia in between. Come for the childhood memories, stay for the deep dive into your favorite movies. New episodes every Wednesday. Tune in to Diz Flicks and Tidbits. Subscribe for free everywhere podcasts are found. That Whoa. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was and uh she she also is not bound by the same rules and, and constraints that they we are, are not bound by our laws. we have a much more limited scope than what cassie has and so um she does a lot of special shows they talk about movies she's been doing a series where she'll bring on someone and they talk about an old disney movie and see if they can remember details about it and then they'll watch it and do a review 
It's a cool series. You should check it out. I highly recommend it. It's a nice little walk through your nostalgia if you're a fan of old Disney movies. Nostalgia. Yeah. And she did a really cool bracket, I want to say, for March Madness. Her bracket was a I Need a Hero bracket. So she put all the Disney heroes on a huge bracket and tried to determine who was the ultimate Disney hero. Oh, my. I wish you should tell me, but at the same time, I want to find out on my own. Go find out on your own. Do it. And I encourage you all to do so as well. So thanks for sending those promos, guys. And and thanks so much for being part of our monorail family, our podcast cousins, Nug Nation. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag Nug Nation. And of course, hashtag Save the Muppets. Hashtag. Hashtag 44 forever. Hashtag always MGM. Hashtag Epcot 82. Hashtag going very games to, un- I mean, 100 subscribers. <laughs> hashtag just straight up eat those hashtags. Congratulations hashtag. to Gummy Bear Games. 100, 100 subscribers this Woo! week on YouTube. Hashtag Cheez-Its. Hashtag Cheez-Its. Hashtag go to our tea public store and buy some shirts because we need new gear. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Anything we wanted to say before we close out the show? I'm I'm out of it. I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. McKenna's final words. Yes. So, after some grueling research, bees and wasp are they're under the same order. I mean, I'm going to butcher this. Hymenopetria. Whoa. But a wasp is in a suborder Apocritia. Critia? Apocritia. I'm going to say that. Which is neither a bee nor an ant, because an ant is also considered underneath the bee and wasp spectrum. That's really weird. It's cool. I love bug facts. I love pollinators. And I say I am running for president. And I am running for president. <laughs> In 2020, I'll teach you about bugs just a little no, you're going to run a midterm. You're going to run it 2022 and take over halfway through the next presidency. Okay. That's I, what I envision so, for you. Well, I'm cool with that. I can go with that. I'm down. Because you need a little more time to build up this momentum. I have a lot of character. You do. <laughs> you do. That's what all my exes have told me. And they live in Texas. How about that? All my exes live in Texas. What a coincidence. I wish they would move to Texas. All my Exicos live in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Quality content. Not going to top that one. So go out and buy your cargo shorts. Keep supporting your local cargo short distributors. No. And follow Dillo's Diz on Twitter so that we can get them to 3,000 followers. Actually, Frank. Frank was a man of the people and lowered his requirement to 2500 So if you can get Dillo's Diz to 2500 Lederhosen is happening. Frank. Do it! This is me reaching out to you, man-to-man. Okay? Please. No more cargo shorts. And I know... Oh, I... I, I no, we're keeping cargo no. shorts alive. This is a cargo no. shorts renaissance, people. Be proud and wear those cargo shorts. And I know... Wear the fedora, cargo shorts. The fedora is iconic. You can't get rid of it, or can you? There are plenty of more stylish hats Wear a out cowboy there in hat. this world. Cowboy hat. I would take a cowboy hat. I you want Frank to wear a cowboy a hat? Beret. A beret. A beret. He could be a grumpy old Frenchman. It could have color. It could have patches on it. There's so much we he can should do. should wear a pirate hat. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> get rid of the fedora. 
Get rid of the cargo pants. I'm pro fedora and cargo pants. So. I'm also, I I'm, have conflicting feelings about polo shirts, which I will tell you about later. I think he should wear like a skeleton pirate costume everywhere he goes. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I think everyone <laughs> should do that. Oh, no. Oh, good grief. <laughs> oh, oh. That'd be great. Hey, Frank, let me and Garrett style you. At least for park we wear. Clown for park Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. It's fine. All right. We're done. This is all for today. Welcome to our train wreck. The end. One week from today, Sam's going to be living it up at the VI Passholder event at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, we'll vibe. be sad Ringo's, here in Knoxville. Ringo's eating the donuts. How do you say vibe? Vip. Vip? Veep. Vip. <laughs> that was a show with Shimon. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Um, no, we're going to stop because we're just being random and weird. So. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Michael Jackson came in. Stop. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for being part of Nug Nation. Keep following us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the places, and go to Tee Public and buy our shirts. Hey, if you want a Nug Nation shirt, I think we should make a Nug Nation shirt. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. We should do it. I'm the people demand it. I've, I've heard it. I've, he- I've a- heard their cries. <laughs> I've heard their cries. <laughs> All right. Cries of please don't do it. <laughs> We're doing it. Join the do fam. It. Definitely. Join the fam. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Say love you. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.